is that it is the anchor in all the storms of your life. It has been the anchor of all of the storms in our life. Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Wow, wow, wow. Are you guys in for such an amazing episode today? I just got done talking to Carrie Conley and Laurel Wilson about your vision for your life and your purpose and your goals and what you want to do and get out of this life and getting really clear on that vision. And it was such an amazing conversation. There are so many good takeaways and and I'm just super excited for you guys to listen in to this interview with Carrie and Laurel. Like I said, they are an amazing mother-daughter team teaching people of all ages about the importance of vision. They've co-authored a book together called Keep Looking Up, Transforming Grief into Hope After Tragedy, a book that they wrote after they suffered a terrible tragedy, losing Carrie's husband, Laurel's father, and then three years later, losing Carrie's son, Laurel's brother, both to suicide just three years apart. These two know about adversity. They also know about the importance of having that vision to anchor you through life storms. And this conversation is going to help you get clear on that. So let's dive in. Carrie, Laurel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for making time for me. I cannot wait to talk to you. (laughs) Well, we're honored to be here. Yeah, very excited. Thank you for having us. Awesome. So you guys, your main focus is teaching the importance of living a life of vision. How did you come upon vision? Why is that your big thing? Give me a little bit of background into how you got to this point. Uh, So when I was Laurel's age, which was a very long time ago, I was not loving the career path basically that I was on. Uh, It was nine to five gigs and I just did not fit the nine to five mold very well. So I had a mentor come into my life who was the first person ever to tell me, you know, Carrie, you just need to take a day and sit down and write out from your heart what it is that you would design your life to look like. What is your vision? And so I did that and got very clear around lots of details, you know, what I wanted, where we were living, what my relationship was like with my husband, what kind of mom I wanted to be, uh, the relationship I wanted to have with my kids once we had them. And I wrote a lot of ideas around what kind of career path or being an entrepreneur I thought it might be because I had not ever thought about it before. Wrote a lot of different ideas, but what popped out of my head that day on the literally the last line of one of those pieces of paper was I wrote that someday I thought I might want to teach vision and goal setting. So that's, like I said, long story short is I created at first my own vision and my life, I started creating my life the way I wanted it so that I could stay home and raise my kiddos. And then eight years ago, um, because it had worked so powerfully for me, I started teaching it. I started teaching little workshops on how to write your vision and that became 
bringing people into coaching. And then that became me doing some speaking. And then I, I wrote a workbook called Vision is Victory that's on Amazon. It's been there for, I don't know, four or five years now. Um, so that's how that's happened. I just started creating a whole brand and a whole life around it. And then Laurel, um, when she became an adult, decided to uh, partner up with me, especially in the new program that we're launching now for young adults. Yeah, it was awesome. kind of a different journey for me of, you know, discovery that I did grow up, of course, listening to my mom talking about pigeons so much. But it was one of those things where you don't always want to accept that your mom is right or that your parents are right about stuff. So it took me a little bit longer to understand the importance for myself. And that really came about when we did go through losing my dad first. I was halfway through college and was 20 years old. So it was very unique that I was 20 when I went through my first massive adversity because it was the first 20 years were pretty predictable, if you will. It was very consistent. I didn't have a whole lot of change, you know, lived in two houses my entire life. So when I went through that massive change, I started understanding how important it was to have that vision because it gave me hope when I started going through that stuff. And, you know, little did we know we were going to go through another loss three years later. And it became more apparent to me just over and over how important it was for me to have that because that was going to have, help me have a good perspective through it, help me to feel encouraged about the future. And so now that I've gotten to this point of wanting to teach other people, it made sense for me to partner up and to be a part of this. So it's definitely made a whole lot of sense of why so many years ago my mom started doing this and now that we're doing it together. Right. That's awesome. So when I'm listening to you guys talking and, and Laurel, you especially when you say you went through 20 years of your life that was just, you know, predictable as a lot of us do. Right. And it's interesting to me that you say that the bit that you noticed going through that adversity, that the vision was important because as we all know, 2020 was quite a year, <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> and I think heading into this new year, there's a lot of people who are a little bit hesitant to make goals or to have a vision because it's like, well, what if it just all goes up in flame? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of an interesting, I've, I've talked to a lot of people and had a lot of feedback on Instagram about whether or not they want to make goals this year, or whether or not they're going to do a vision board or come up with a word of the year because they feel like it's like, well, I'm not in control. You know, I, I learned a lesson last year and you're saying that it's the opposite, right? That that's exactly the reason. Yeah. There's a couple of pieces to do is that I'm a very big believer too, that if you let the enemy win or you let these adversities overcome you that's exactly what you're doing is that you're just giving in and you're letting that stuff overcome everything and it's becoming bigger than what you're trying to make of yourself and move forward with it and so i've had a lot of those conversations too actually just yesterday i did a poll asking people if they were hesitant to write goals or a vision and not one person said they felt good about writing those right now and that's because i do think this year was maybe the first time that people were experiencing big adversity. And for us, we know that all too well. And it comes down to the point that this is not going to be the last time that this is going to happen for any of us, you know, and not to look at that as a thing, but to prepare for what could happen next. And that what that looks like is to have that vision because that's going to become the piece that gives you hope. And yes, there's part of it that you do pivot, but it comes down to figuring out those foundational things that are always going to be there. The point, the pieces of making sure you're spending time with family, which of course has shifted a whole lot for us and knowing again, what those big, big foundational pieces are that, you know, are going to be everything when that adversity starts happening. 
Okay. So coming up with those foundational pieces, what is, what is the difference then between making kind of like a goal with milestones and creating an overall vision for your life? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll let you piggyback to them. I definitely don't want to answer all Great. of them. And I know my mom's really good at elaborating on this, but when you first craft that vision, you can reverse engineer to figure out what those goals are. Because when you're writing that vision, you're really thinking more in terms of what is super important to me? How do I see myself living my life? And it's interesting. We'll hear from a lot of people things that come out that they don't realize are the biggest pieces that are important. And sometimes we just set goals with no idea of what the end, end result is. Okay. Yeah, Jesse. So what I do is when I <clears throat> do a workshop, I get people to think first three years out. So I literally ask them to, add it on a top of a piece of paper, write the date as if it's three years from today. And then right after the date, I have them write how old they will be on that day, how old their family members will be, their spouses, kids, grandkids, and older people, parents, et cetera. Because there's two things in life that are non-negotiable, and that's time and aging. And nobody really wants to think about that. And then when it happens, and three years goes like nothing, they, they wake up going, wow, I... A lot of shifts have happened here. And had I thought ahead that this was coming, we could have started preparing for this, like Laurel said, and reverse engineered, right? So, mm -hmm. so, you know, and organically, especially if you have children, about every three to five years, you've got a shift coming in your lifestyle. We yeah. just don't look at it, right? Like with when I was raising uh, Cole and Laurel, my kids, I would look three years ahead and see, okay, so we've got some shifts coming. They're going to be starting school and then three years ahead they're going to be in middle school you know as some, some stuff was happening and so it helped me in many different areas of my life with my daily and quarterly goals so that i could stay on track with the vision but most especially with my business and how i was growing it and certain milestones that i wanted to hit in my business specifically financially to support some of the the things that we wanted to do as a family that okay. makes sense yeah. Yeah, totally. I love the idea of that reverse engineering too, coming up with that like bigger picture and then getting more specific. Right. And as you were saying too, looking at those dates ahead, me and my husband are actually having this conversation the other day of, oh, I wish in our twenties that we would have like done this and this and this because it does, it goes three years, just like you said, it goes by right. so fast. Um, so a lot of my listeners and everyone kind of tuning in are young moms right? They're kind of in that stage, Laurel, where you're kind of out with young babies, toddlers in that survival stage where we're dealing with sleeping and stuff. And I know when I was kind of, so my youngest is five now, so I'm kind of starting to morph out of that like zombie motherhood stage, right? But I know that when you're there, it can be kind of like just survival mode. And it's like, I can't even begin to think about a vision or a goal because I'm just trying to survive day in, day out, crumbs on the floor, you know, like that just cycle of like the new mom. And so I know it's important to create that vision, but how do you do that when you just don't know, you have no idea where to start. You're just like that tired mom. And you're mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just, I'm just the snack getter. Like that's my job. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of the biggest things that my mom was super good about growing up that I want to be as well to go back to that piece of feeling like in survival mode is I always think about how he is watching what I'm doing 
you know, and I want him to be involved in that. Of course, he's only, you know, not even nine months old, but it's even the piece that I'm trying to involve him now and seeing what I'm trying to do so that he can be a part of this and kind of creating that. But going back to even figuring out where to start with your vision, you know, again, going with that three years, thinking about him being three years old is insane, but I want to think about what my relationship is like with him at that point. What do we do on a daily basis? What have I built up until that? And again, going back to involving him in all of that. So when I think about him being a three-year-old, I think about that I want to create this schedule that we have where he is involved with me. First of all, comes to my gym with me all the time, for example. So that's a big thing for me is that I want him to see me leading a healthy lifestyle. So involving him in that is super important to me. But I also want to have the balance of feeling like I give him my attention while also being able to build this business. And so that was the biggest piece to me is that when he's three years old, I want him to know okay, mom has to do this this day, but then we're going to go do something fun the next day. So it's just thinking about where, how you want to live that daily life and that schedule with them, and then how you can involve them in that, which I think is a really big piece. Because if they understand it, and it's crazy how much they can understand, it's a lot more fun for both of you, and then you can feel like you're balancing that, that act, because it is very much a balancing act every single day. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I could do a whole weekend retreat just for moms on this topic because I see them struggle with so much of this like I did, you know, um, how do I time block better? The best thing I did early on in my, my career when I started as an entrepreneur, um, I, I jumped into being in network marketing when I was five months pregnant with Laurel, my son was two, and I was still working full time. So the very first thing that the the very successful women in my company told me to do is I needed to time block. I needed to have very specific times that I was doing the mom thing, specific times that I was working on my business, specific times I was doing family things, specific times I was taking care of myself. So, so that was the best advice I got as an early mom was to time block and to know that you can most of the time. And then there are days that just, it's just a train wreck. Your kids are just not happy. Somebody's sick, something happened and you just got to, you know, Laurel, because I spend half my time in Oklahoma City with her and her family, we are together a lot. And there are days where we just look at each other and go, okay, so we're not going to get everything done today that we thought. Mm-hmm. What's the most, then we come down to what I always ask myself first thing in the morning, what are the three most important things that we have to get done today? And we'll just get that done and move on to tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that's what women have to understand is that, yes, first of all, you can have some structure in your household. I think some women don't think they can, but they can. Secondly, is knowing in the space of time that you're working on whatever it is that you want to work on, whether it's just taking care of yourself or you're building a business, whatever, that you can carve that out, right? And third thing, and this is probably the biggest thing, is give up the guilt. Just give it up. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes. (laughs) You feel guilty if you're not paying attention to them and you feel guilty if you're neglecting yourself. You feel guilty if you're neglecting your spouse. You feel guilty if you're not, your house isn't clean. You know, there's always the guilt and it is useless. Yes. And I think exactly like, it's so funny as you guys are talking, like little light bulbs are just going off about like, this is why you have the vision. This is why you have the vision. Because if you don't have that as like an anchor anchoring you down, then yeah, that guilt does take over because you don't have that reason of why you're doing the thing that you're doing. And and Laurel, I love what you were saying too, about modeling for your son, even though he is so little. So my kids are, um, 
let's see, they all have birthdays next month. So they will be 10, eight and five. And when I wanted to start this brand and this business and start my podcast, I really involved them. And so they do know, like when my door is shut, mom mm -hmm. is doing her job and they've been so involved and, you know, they help me pick out my recording music and they'll ask me how things are going. And I yeah. love that because it's modeling for them too. you know, creating a vision and a goal and helping them work towards things. And yeah. so, yeah, it's getting rid of that goal, that guilt, like mm -hmm. you said, but you have to have that anchor, that vision to kind of tie it down or else I feel like you can just get yeah. lost drowning in that sea of guilt. Yeah. And I can recall multiple times, you know, my mom did work from home and was with us. And I think it can be hard for kids to understand, well, mom's at home. So why can't we play all the time? Or why can't we just be doing all these kind of things? But she was always good about saying, okay, I have to get this done and then we can go do this. And so I was telling my husband the other day that I'll actually tell my son, his name is Christ. I'll say to him, you know, which of course this sounds so silly, but I truly think he understands me more than I think people let on with babies, but I'll tell him we have to do this and then we're going to go do this. And I'm trying to start that really early with him so that, you know, as he grows, I can continue to tell him of like, okay, mom has to do this and then we can go to the zoo or we can do something fun because again, it does involve him in that. And there's, they're, they're like, okay, it's like a little bit more reassuring and then it can kind of remove a little bit of that guilt as well. So yeah. Yeah. And it's so bonding for families. This is why I'm so passionate about uh, starting to work with young adults um, is because not only is it going to help you as an individual, knowing why having a vision and so many things having a vision fixes for your life. And we've said it multiple times that one of my favorites is that it is the anchor in all the storms of your life. It has been the anchor of all of the storms in our life. Um, but the bigger thing without realizing it when I was including my kids is that they, we, it, it gave us like a bond. Like, so when they would try and interrupt me, mostly Laurel, when I was working, <laughs> um, I would remind them, Hey, I'm working towards us going to the Bahamas in August and we're all going as long as I get to do what I need to do right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we had the family vision of, of that we were all bought into. Right. So it's just been very enlightening to me to see the families that I'm starting to work with now, especially the young adults that are getting ready to start their families, how they're going to be utilizing this, not only with their, their spouses, but also with their kiddos and have a whole different bond other than how it used to be. When I grew up, your mom went to work, your dad went to work. You didn't know what they did all day. They just came home. You went to school. You know, there was no, there was so much separateness. And I, I see this as a, just a huge, huge need right now in families. Yeah. Just a really big shift. I'm excited about the shift. Yes. And like you said, yeah, you didn't know, like you had no idea what your dad did and stuff. And I love it. I mean, since the pandemic started, my husband's been working at home. And so my kids are very aware and involved in the things, but it's been a good thing. Right. I mean, when it first happened, it was like, oh gosh, we're never yeah. going to get a break. And how are we going to get everything done? But it has been, like you said, like a very unifying thing for our family. Mm -hmm. And so I really like that. Um, you said that you're working more with young adults and people starting their families. So would you say that three years out is kind of like, would you reevaluate your vision every three years or what's your kind of like take on creating that family vision for a new family? Well, the foundation of my vision is, uh, is a lot about who I want to become and what I, what I, my core values are and, life that I'm living, right? 
Um, so I personally look at my vision every year in the month of my birthday, which is May. So it's just my way of, and I usually go somewhere to rewrite it, refresh it, do whatever it needs to do. But a lot of it doesn't change, Jesse, because a lot of it is, is, has been around my purpose and not necessarily around things or achievements or, you know, stuff like that. Um, first and foremost, my number one rule of my entire state of being since I became an entrepreneur was to be wherever, whenever I needed to be for my family. And that is still number one. It's why I now split my life half time here, half time in Oklahoma with Laurel, because that's the way I want it to be and how I wanted to design it all along. That will never change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it is good to refresh it and, or, you know, look at it and rewrite it and put more detail in it when things come up. Just gets yeah. better. Well, and I was going to ask you too, you know, you, like I mentioned at the beginning, you and Laurel had a very big adversity and storm come your way. Right. And when those happen, you say having the vision is a good anchor, but do you think that your vision can shift after things like that at all? Or, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. I think the details of the vision can absolutely shift. And this is something I was thinking a lot about when it comes back down to those foundational pieces of what it is for me, like my mom mentioned, it was always very important for us to be very accessible to each other. You know, we, like I mentioned earlier too in this episode is that I lived in two houses and had all of our family within five miles each direction. Of course that changed when people started going to college and all that kind of stuff. And so, but the whole idea of us still being accessible to each other was always super important. So when we started going through the loss of my dad, you know, we were back and forth in Colorado a lot. And then when we lost my brother, it was back and forth in Arizona a lot. And then when I married my husband, we were here in Oklahoma. So those details of where we were as a shifted many times, much more than I ever would have imagined. I thought we'd all be back in Colorado, all within that five mile radius. And it's no close to that now, but the whole piece of us being together has always stayed the same. And I always knew too, that I wanted to be home with my kids when I started having them. And the details of that have been different as well, but it's always back down to what the most important pieces of that vision were for us. Of course, family was a really big one of those. Right. Yeah. So it's like the, you have that main core thing, but your details can kind of shift and kind of change. And right. Carrie, I like what you said too, about you evaluate kind of every year on your birthday month. Cause I think sometimes, you know, we have a goal or we have a vision and then it gets tucked away in a drawer. Or we didn't even write it down. It's just in our head. Right. Yeah. And so would you, I have two questions. Would you suggest writing it down and having it somewhere? and having it somewhere you can, where you can see and revisit. And then how often do you kind of check in with yourself? There's a question I ask myself a lot when things come up is, does this support or, you know, right. work towards the things that I want in my life? And if it doesn't, you know, it's, it's a no, it's got to go. Um, but I'm curious if that's kind of something that you do, like, does this support my vision? Well, it's one of the, when I go through the list, when I speak and I talk about all the things that having this vision does, one of them is that it does help you make faster decisions because you either see something presented and you see it lined up in the vision of where you're going or it doesn't. And so it, it, it becomes a really good time boundary for people. Yeah. Which, that's a big problem in this world right now, if you don't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, very big problem. Um, so yeah, so it helps with so many things, but writing it is non-negotiable. That's the key. That's the magic.
because what most people do is they have it rolling around in here mm -hmm. as a someday plan. Someday this will happen. I'm wishing we're trying all of that. Usually it doesn't happen. Yeah. So we've got to take it out of our head and onto paper so that we can now start executing the plan. And what my favorite thing to do and what, why I get hired as coach to do this with people is I get people to put dates on things. Is that scary? <laughs> why most people don't want to write it, <laughs> but the dates Just are everything, right? Yeah. If you say to me, Jesse, Hey, we really want to have a beach house someday. And I'm like, okay, well, Someday means nothing to me. So when do we want the beach house? Look at the family structure. When do we want to have the beach house and why? And so you put a date on it. Now you've got something tangible to work with because now you know, okay, if this is the beach house and how much it's going to cost us, what do we need to start doing this year to start making sure that we've got that in place when we want that? Does this make sense? Right? Yes, it does. Yeah. So the written thing is the, it's the key to everything. You can't leave it up here. There's too much other crap going on up here. You can't too many weeds, too much bad stuff, fear, negativity, all that. It's got to come out on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I have like 87 tabs open up there, every, you know, so <laughs> can't yeah. be stuck up there. Do you find a lot of pushback when you ask someone to put a date on it? Because even having you say that, I mean, I know, I know the importance of it and I'm like, Oh, putting a date, like, it's like that accountability, right? Like when you don't tell other people your goals because you're like, well, if I fail, you know, it's just me that knows. Yeah. Do you find a lot of pushback on, on the date thing? All, all the time. Yeah. It's why Laurel and I have to do regular workshops that, to bring people in so that they will actually, A, carve out the time to do it and write it because they always tell me they're going to buy my book and do it on their own and they don't. <laughs> I tell them, don't buy the book. Come to a workshop because... You have to carve out the time and you literally in our workshops, we, we give people the time to, to start writing it because that's where the door opens up. And it's, it's, and then I asked them and Laurel has done this with me. We asked them afterwards, how do you feel about writing that? And we get super excited. Oh my gosh, this is awesome to, wow, that was super scary. And I don't even know what to do with this. And people get emotional. The last mm -hmm. workshop we had, we had several people crying a little bit because they were touching that place of, can I really do this? And what are the breakthroughs that I need to make that are keeping me stuck so that I can actually bring this to fruition in the time frame that I want? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that emotion because it's when you feel that inside of you and then you think, Oh, Holy crap. Like, it's possible. I feel it. It's there in my heart. It's burning. Right. But it's like, who am I going to have to be? What am I going to have to do? There's that quote that says your new life will cost you your old one. And it's kind of like leaving behind those bad habits and those things and really stepping in to a higher version of yourself. And that is scary. It is. And, but again, we're talking about whole new generations, right? And Laurel and I um, have started working with these guys and to see them be transparent, right? Laurel, they're very transparent about where they are and what they really want to work on. It's very, it's, it's everything. It's, mm -hmm. it's absolutely everything to see them open up and, and really say, I want to do the work. That's amazing. I think it's been interesting to see that and maybe this is a general generational thing. Maybe it's just starting to be like a new end. I don't know what you want to call it, but the vulnerability has been a very enlightening thing that we've seen. 
I think my generation and younger and a little bit older and whatever are really craving that vulnerability because they are craving to have a different life. And I think that vulnerability piece is such a beginning to having that different life of admitting that you admitting where you're at, admitting what your goals are, you know, being open and honest about. So it's, it's very cool when people are willing to be that vulnerable with us. And it's, I think it's green for them to be honest. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's, it's exciting to think about so Mm -hmm. many people really leaning in to what they want to do. You know, you have older generations that'll say, you know, they get to the end of their life or whatever. And it's, Oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. And there's things that like you didn't even know were on the radar mm-hmm. because it's just locked inside. And so I think you're right. It's that, that vulnerability piece that was kind of missing. And, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to Brene Brown, and like yes. all these other people who have been talking a lot more about vulnerability and letting us connect. And it's been really, really awesome. So I wanted to ask you a question kind of going back a little bit to the dates, I want to know if you have either your individual story or if you have a success story of someone or yourself accomplishing that and a date that you had and seeing that date come and how that feels, if it's either you or someone that you've worked with. Um, Well, I've worked with hundreds of people now because I've been doing this for a little over eight years. And they've come to work with me for a variety of reasons. Some of them are building businesses. Some of them just needed it because they needed some life coaching to get on track and align with their own vision and their own purpose. Um, So I've seen successes in a lot of different ways, not just with success in their businesses and making more money, but breakthroughs that they've, they've made that have been keeping them stuck for a really long time. And that's really the ultimate thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because we all get stuck for different reasons. We all have stories that we are allowing to rule our lives. And so what happens when, when somebody has a really big, big vision, it helps them make the breakthroughs that have been keeping them kind of locked up for a really long time. And it's not easy. See, if the vision is big, if it's really, really, really big and you want it so bad and it's not about you, it's about other people like mine was for my family on the days that you face the wall, and there's almost every day you're gonna be facing some sort of something, you gotta break through. You'll break through it if what you want on the other side of that thing is bigger, mm-hmm. right? So it's been really humbling for me to have clients. Literally, if they write their vision, like I instruct them to do, and they start putting dates on things, I tell them, here's where the magic happens. What you think is not possible within three years, I'm going to tell you because you've now written it and you've put intention behind it, it's going to happen way faster than you know. And the really cool thing for me is when I have a client share their vision with me, tell me something they're kind of hoping maybe would happen in three years. They're you know afraid to put the big thing on paper and it starts happening overnight. This is God in the universe showing up, right? They'll call me and go, you are not going to believe what happened today. I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> this happened for me too. So I tell them, get ready. Because when you start lining up with your purpose and God now is lining up with you and you're collaborating, there's nothing that'll, that can hold you back. So the piece that I'll share kind of of my, my own experience of God and the universe lining up was that a big piece of my vision was to always stay home with my kids. And I didn't ever have a clear idea of how that was going to happen 
some sort of idea, but it was never you know, exact details of it quite carved. And I was uh, pretty new pregnant when we launched our book and was still really unsure of how I was going to leave the wedding industry because I was in it for over three and a half years and I loved what I did, but I just knew that it was not going to make sense with kids at home. I mean, I was working like back to back weddings some weekends, which was fun, but not when you're or have a little kid. And so I just wasn't quite sure where it was lining up, but I just knew from the very beginning of me being pregnant, I was like, I'm going to figure out how to stay home with my son. And after the book ended up launching, it was truly such a God thing of how things started lining up with the opportunities that we had together and myself that it slowly started to reveal itself the more of the details of the vision of allowing me to be able to stay home with my son. And it was going back to me just putting that out into the universe and having it on paper and manifesting that that was super, super important to me. And also just trusting that that was going to work out how it did. And it's definitely crazy when you, and I, I don't know if I've ever been a huge believer in manifesting until this kind of worked out the way it did, but the timing of it too, of when COVID started happening, I was leaving the wedding industry weeks after. And it was the fact that God knew I needed to be removed from that industry at that time that I was and place those opportunities for me to be able to stay home. So it was just, it was very interesting how those details kind of lined up after I had put that into the universe of that being super important to me. Yeah, that's really, really neat and really cool. And like you said, you write it down, you put that intention out there and you have to take that first step. You might not know, you know, you didn't know, but you knew it was important and you just start moving. You just start making moves Yep. and it works. Yes. Well, you know, so many people just to get tripped up with the, well, I just, I don't want to write the vision because I don't know the how they're waiting for a blueprint first and then they'll write the vision. I'm like, yeah, but see, that's not how the God works. God mm -hmm. works you saying, or, you know, this is the desires of my heart that you have put here. There's no accident. You have these things that you were born with that you want to do. You were sent here for a reason and one purpose to carry out while you're here. I'm very clear on my mission right? Right. The how shows up later. And the reason that scares people is because that means you have to kind of act in faith most of the time. And that's kind of the whole purpose of us being here on earth, right? Right. Oh, so I tend to be one of these people where I, I go, okay, we're going to do this. And then I figure it out later. I think a lot of times people have to have all the details all figured out and then they'll put it out there. I'm like, yeah, but then you're probably never going to do it because it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Like Laurel's saying, I just know what I want for my life and we'll see how God brings it. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you then what is the number one takeaway from this or what are the, the things that I need to put in place if I'm listening to this and I'm saying, yes, I need this. I need to start a vision. What are my steps? I turn this podcast off. What do I go do? <laughs> uh, well, you start following Laurel and I. We're on Facebook, Instagram, the whole thing, because we both are on there a lot talking about vision and goals and purpose and leading people to what we're doing next, like our workshops that we mentioned a few times. Um, we also have a book, like Laurel mentioned, on Amazon. We co-authored it in 2019. It's called Keep Looking Up. And it is a book about our story, but it's 11 chapters of what we've learned in the journey. Um, you know, how we work through the adversity and hopefully it helps other people going through whatever adversity they're going through as well. Um, 
Yeah, just start connecting. And if you are somebody that you know, whether it's my age or Laurel's age, that you this has resonated and you're like, wow, I, I want to do this, then you absolutely want to stay in touch with us and get involved in one of the workshops we have coming up. Yeah, and one other thing too that I always like to share is that I do think that people need to get really, really clear on having a good perspective before they can sit down and write a vision, especially after this last year. Because if you have a very cloudy, negative head right now about what happened in 2020 and thinking, well, why the heck am I even writing this vision and kind of doing it with a resentful heart, if you will, I like to share people, I like to share this exercise with people um, to change their perspective because it's been the only thing that's gotten us through everything is having that positive and for us heavenly perspective because it's everything. And so what I like to have people do is to write out a what is versus a what if list. And I think that people need to start with this and then write their vision so that they can get clear on that. Everything can have a good silver lining to it. But the what if part is all of the stuff that you thought this year was going to look like, what you thought your life was going to look like. You know, I mentioned, I thought we were all going to be in Colorado together. I thought my dad was still going to be around, you know, my brother was going to be around. I would have thought all these things happened. So for me, it was, well, what if my dad had not died? Would we still be in Colorado? It was all these things that I was grieving and what I had imagined. And then I started thinking, well, what if Cole is still alive? My brother, we would all be in Arizona together. And it's this stuff that I'm almost mad about that I have to let go of that energy and start putting down the what is list that knowing that because of all the things that have happened I am here now in Oklahoma where I'm supposed to be for this current time and have met amazing people here probably would not have married my husband and would not have my son and it's yeah I never would have imagined the journey would be like that getting to this point but I have to let go of those pieces and what people can do is to let go of what 2020 was and all the wrap that happened and start looking at the positives that came from it. Like you mentioned of having that family time together. So I think people need to really get clear on having that positive perspective and then be go with a more joyful heart to start writing their vision and a little bit more of a hopeful point of view. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of kind of, cause like you said, if we're coming at it from a negative headspace and being like, well, I want to change all of this or get rid of, this, I always say to come at your goals, you know, with adding more good rather than taking away, right? Like just, just that switch in your mind that makes it more of a positive thing. And so Laurel, I love that advice of being able to kind of let some things go, take some time to kind of like just cleanse it mm -hmm. and then come at it with a fresh, I love, love, love that perspective. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you mentioned earlier too, is that we learned that we are not in control. And if anybody else is like me, I'm very much a control freak, which I've learned to release a whole lot. And this year again taught me that we are absolutely not in control. But the thing that we can control every single day is our perspective. It's really one of the only things we have absolute control over. And so if you need something to control, that's the best thing to, to focus on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome is your perspective. I love that. I can't think of a better way to kind of start the year and head in. And like you said, just, you know, we have no control, but if we have that, that wider vision, that anchor carry, like you said, just holding us down, I, it can be life-changing instead of just kind of floating through your life and hoping for the best and just being tossed about. So I will link to both of your Instagram profiles. I will link to your book. 
anything else you want to have me send over, I will link it. It'll be in the show notes. And I cannot thank you two enough for this conversation. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. This was awesome. You guys, what did I tell you? That was such an amazing interview and totally lit a fire under my butt to get my vision out of my head, written down and written down with dates to make those things happen. Oh, sounds scary, but I'm totally going to do it. And I want you guys to do it too. If you do, send me a DM. Let's chat on Instagram. I would love to know what your vision is and let's do this. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.